What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Love Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind, broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Right, the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Cosmic, Cosmic Radio. Twisted Soul. Futuristica Radio. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned in to another episode of the Blue in Green podcast. How are you? My name is Imran. Uh, thank you very much for your time and for your company on the show today. A uh, quick reminder that the Blue in Green podcast runs in conjunction with Blue in Green Radio, the online internet radio station that broadcasts from London and uh, is very, very fortunate to host shows from across the whole world. And I uh, would love for you to check us out at blueingreenradio.com where you could tune in anytime and catch just some wonderful, wonderful music music uh, celebrating uh, contemporary soul jazz funk latin and uh, hip-hop music uh, speaking of this wonderful array of shows from across the whole wide world uh, today's episode sees us talk to one of the presenters and creators of such a show uh, we're talking to Lamolly, uh, all the way in denver colorado who presents the super sonido show which broadcasts every tuesday at uh, 5 p.m uk time and 10 a.m uh, denver time so it's uh, an incredible show we uh, are just so it's never lost on us the uh, how fortunate we are to be able to to kind of to present such a fantastic show which shines and um a unique and distinctive light on uh, Latin music, Latin culture, and uh, La Molly is the perfect tour guide um, for uh, such uh, <laughs> for such musical adventures. Um, we kind of discussed the year before, we discussed the year going forward. I won't say any more than that because it's, um, yeah, the conversation unfolds the way it does and there's some nice little twists and turns uh, that we uh, that we're able to present. Uh, regular listeners will know um, that we have two songs per episode. Uh, the uh, guest, in this case Molly, will have the opportunity to pick our closing number uh, for the show today, but I have the luxury of picking the opening number. And uh, one of the things that we're really lucky to discuss is uh, Cumbia, uh, which is obviously features as uh, one of the primary focuses of um, the Super Sonido show. And um, as a very brief, we discussed this more in the show, but uh, we discussed kind of the brief history of, of, of Cumbia and um, talk about how the, how the music basically traveled uh, across different parts of the world, which is really in- interesting to me. It kind of stems from an episode of our Four Corners shows where we had an episode about evolution and uh, Molly picked uh, kind of the evolution of Cumbia. So within like 30-ish minutes, she kind of discusses how the music evolved and kind of toured to different parts of the world and the impact that the different cultures and countries had on the music. And I found that really, really fascinating. And one of the things that I mentioned uh, is um, a, a Japanese band. Uh, they're predominantly a salsa band called uh, Banderas. They had some music released through a, a label called Matasuna Records, which is a German label, um, in like 2018, if memory serves me correctly. And uh, I, I always thought it was an incredible thing because you know you have this 11-piece uh, uh, Japanese band who are kind of uh, creating salsa music, and I, I, it's 
you know, sometimes just something on paper can is enough to kind of blow my mind. And um, I think they dubbed themselves the Cuban Field Japanese Power Combo. So I thought it'd be a, in light of the things that we discussed. I thought my opening number could be that. So we're about to play a song by uh, the uh, eleven-piece uh, Cuban Field Japanese Power Combo. Um, Banderas themselves were going to play a track called Tima de Banderas that was part of a double A side single that they had with their label and uh, we're going to play that one for you right now which is uh, I think a nice fit in terms of things that we discuss. It's such a great conversation and I'm, it's, I'm always incredibly uh, uh, fortunate. Um, I, I'm, it's never lost on me that we get to be able to host uh, the Super Senio show but also that we have the opportunity just to hang out uh, on you know in this format with Molly which we've done a few times now so um, yeah it's, it means the world every single time we get to do it. So we'd love for you to check the episode out and check out past episodes as well and obviously check out uh, blueandgreenradio.com for um, the shows uh, as they air and uh, we think you'd like it, we think you'll like it so uh, thank you very much once again for tuning in um, and I very much hope you guys enjoyed the episode today
thank you very much. I'm sorry I'm a couple minutes late. I have the best excuse, and I will tell you a little bit later on. Oh, uh, exciting. It is. I think so. I think so. <laughs> how are you? How was your Christmas? How was your New Year's? How, how, was, how was life in general? Um, you know, it's a mix of things. Um, mm. Christmas was good. It was the first year in a long time that I've had my son with me. So, um, right. getting to like re-experience the magic. We bought a tree. I haven't had a tree in my whole life <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> yeah. And we How decorated. Come? I don't know. I just am not, I'm not a Christmas person. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you kind of have to for the kids. and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was, I always got the excuse, oh, you're going with your dad. So it doesn't matter. But right. no, not this year. But we got to be with my mom and she never gets to have, you know, him around for the holidays. So it was really nice. That's brilliant. Yeah. How about you? Um, um, our Christmas had, we had the week off, you know, between Christmas and New Year's mm-hmm. and we had all this stuff planned and it was going to be great. But then my 10-year-old daughter tested positive oh, no. on Christmas Day oh, before awful. we, I know, but it's, it's, it's really, you know, some people have it so much worse. So yeah. we, we were fine. We were home. And so, yeah, we've been home every day uh, since. Mm. So her, her um, bless her, I feel terrible for her because her, the day that she's free uh, is right. the day school starts. <laughs> so. Oh, no. So, yeah, so we're going to try to do something really cool on the weekend. Um, mm. uh, just, but yeah, that was it. We, we literally just, just, you know, did the home test as a courtesy thing because we were going to, we were literally leaving the house mm. to see family uh, for a couple of days. And then we just, there's four of us, and it was like clear, 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 dun, dun, dun. Oh, it's like, my you're God. kidding. So, yeah, we've had, um, you know, movie night every night and, uh, eating badly and uh, and uh, yeah, because we were supposed to host the next day, so we mm. had what was supposed to be a house of twelve people and lots of food as a result. Oh my gosh! So I'm really bad. Yeah, it's funny around here at the moment because everyone, like UK wise, just almost everyone that we have any kind of anyone that we know is just just messaging saying, "I've just got it. I've just got it. I've mm-hmm. just got it." It's like wow. I mean, is this, is it really prevalent where you uh, in Denver at the moment? Yeah, it's it's uh, it feels like it's just getting closer and closer. Like I know more and more people that got it, and I canceled several plans because I was like, nope, yeah. not I'm not gonna risk it. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, you've never scary. had it, or no. Yeah, well done for avoiding it. Um, <laughs> and you're in very sociable kind of environments as well, I right? Know. Yeah, I'm amazed, but somehow. What is yeah. the kind of like um like kind of government edicts at the moment? Are they you know are you is it masks everywhere you go? Are they you know talking boosters all the time? Or, you know what what is your current situation? Yeah, I mean they they talk about it, but it's sort of like every man for themselves. Good luck, guys. Hope you don't get it. You probably will. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just like ugh, like. You know, some people caught it at work and it was really scary because it was also children and and it was like, we didn't really know where to turn. You go to look to the government for like, what should you do? But it also doesn't feel like they have your safety in mind anyway, you know? Right. So it's, ugh, I don't know. I hate it. It sucks. Everybody's know, just I... trying to do the best they can, but there's no mm. real support systems set up. 
Oh, yeah. it's, no, that's terrible, isn't it? And, it, mm. uh, you know, again, it's saying what we've sort of always said, isn't it? It was initially, oh, a couple of weeks at home, right. or, you know, or a month at home. That would be okay. And that was 2019. <laughs> Three years um, ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, 20, and it's uh, 2020, sorry. And uh, that was, yeah, like to the fact that we spoke about this, you know, the last time we were, well, the last two times I think that we've we've kind of yeah. been able to communicate like this. This has been the kind of the opening thing. Like, how is life where you are? Um, that's it's crazy, isn't it? No, I was going to say, for work wise, are you still operating via Zoom? Are you guys able to be in the same place and everything now? Yeah, we've we've all gone back to work and gone back to you know putting on shows and stuff like that. And and you know the the great thing about my job is that we're very community focused, and so. Mm. With that in mind, it's like, well, we don't want to get anybody sick. That's the whole point. Like, we're a community place. So they've been really strict about, you know, vaccinations. And if you don't have proof, you can't come in. And so I'm really proud of us for that, that we've been able mm-hmm. to put on several several shows um, and have no incident, not even right. one. And whereas other places, it's like, show after show is getting shut down due to COVID. Somebody got exposed or a cast member was positive or whatever. And mm. <clears throat> we've somehow avoided that. Well, I know how it's because they they're taking it very seriously and that's really good. How do people react to, cause that's kind of a sort of a hot topic where we yeah. are um, about having to provide evidence yeah. that you've, you've been boosted and jabbed, et cetera. I mean, do, how do people respond to that over there? We've had a few, people give us shit you know um Mm. but it's just sort of like well we're doing this to protect you too so (laughs) you don't have to be here and Mm. like oh well so it's it's kind of a non-issue we get a little bit of grief from people but you know they mumble under their masks and they go in and do what they're supposed to and or they leave and we that's fine bye (laughs) you know (laughs) nobody wants to get sick and we don't want to get other people sick so yeah yeah so how, how have the shows been it must be cool to kind of you're you're, you're performing yourself again no 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 why <laughs> no i just well a lot of the shows are um so we're celebrating our 50th anniversary which is amazing, amazing. yeah so they're going through every single play that has been written in-house but a lot of them are musicals, and uh, nobody wants to hear that from me. So. You don't say, you sing. No. You sing. Well, I sing, but I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so is that the only reason? That's terrible. Oh, that, it's I mean, in fine. terms of, are you, you must be disappointed that you obviously want to go out and you want to perform, right? Yeah, I mean, eventually I'm sure I will. Actually, I, uh, that's a lie. I have done one. So we're not putting full productions of every show. Some of them are right. just like staged readings. So I did one of those with my son, which was actually so cool. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so I did do that and I'll do more of those. That's fine. It's easy. Right. But I, I'm having a lot of fun behind the scenes. So, Is there a song that they could say that they could <laughs> entice you to actually perform <laughs> like Bohemian Rhapsody or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, I think anything that I could hide behind other people's voices would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you'll get to kind of go and uh, go on a center stage again uh, uh, soon. It must be after obviously a long time of not having been able to do it. So yeah, I imagine you're, you're keen, right? To yeah. kind of go out and do it. I used to. 
I think for the right thing I would be. It's it's also like, you know, working behind the scenes and then also being on stage. It's so much work having to memorize all yeah. those lines. And it's like, oh, God, when would I do that? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm fine. Amazing. I understand. Very cool. Well, it's cool that the, you know, work is able to you know move forward right yeah and it feels good not as fast yeah so that's awesome news um the last time we spoke i don't know if you remember there was a third person present yes. um, it, <laughs> i was really keen to talk to you about it because we okay. get to, we got the the bizarre <laughs> turn of circumstances that enabled you and i to talk to carol c from c say and that was so bizarre but brilliant like yeah. one of my favorite kind of experiences and episodes that I've been able to to record and talking to her talking to her was a real big deal for me because I've had that CD that first CD from 2001 mm-hmm. and I'm I'm really fortunate to sometimes just ask someone hey do you fancy jumping on and some I'm like people I'm, I'm a real fan of but I don't think I've ever had the chance to speak to someone I've been a fan of for that long yeah and that was a big deal, yeah. right, for me. And you, you were obviously a massive fan as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've loved her probably just as long. She got me through college. Like, ugh, amazing. She's so cool. <laughs> she is, but she was the coolest as yeah, well. Yeah, she's right? so like, nice. She's, like, she just yeah. wanted to just chat with us. It felt like we were all friends, you know. It was- we were what? <laughs> we are best we friends. We are, the three yeah. Of us. <laughs> <laughs> um but that was yeah it was so cool and I think uh, yeah it was very sort of serendipitous in a way because I think we would had planned to do it and I could tell it wasn't gonna happen because the actual time it was supposed to happen she was having all kinds of technical kind of issues and then you just messaged out of the blue you emailed uh, for something or other and I just said hey are you a fan of CSA <laughs> and you went uh, I forget the, I remember the actual words you 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 something about going to you through college and her being your girl crush yeah <laughs> if I remember correctly and I <laughs> yeah. thought hey this isn't gonna work at the moment so I'm pretty sure we're gonna have to reschedule uh, you want to jump on and you're like again and I think an expletive yeah and it was yeah <laughs> <laughs> f yes and i thought oh great um but that that yeah that was awesome yeah that was super cool so thank you again for 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 jumping in because that was so much fun i really enjoyed it so thank you so much it was so cool that morning i was like trying to prepare my son like hey i gotta get on this call later and he's like asking me about it and he said oh can i hear her music and i put it on for like 10 seconds and he goes oh i get it it's mom music like oh, no, no. <laughs> oh no so, that's funny what is I mean what is he currently listening to oh my gosh it's all just terrible it's noise isn't it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't even know where he gets it it's Fortnite or something it's like, I can't even think of it I've blocked it <laughs> Yeah, let, 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 let's be moany parents for a moment. Does he watch YouTube? So much. He is watches it, people he watch? play yeah. Fortnite. And I'm yeah. like, you can just go play it, you yeah. know? No. It's weird, isn't it? My daughter, she's 10. And it, her, for her, it's uh, watching people play Minecraft. <sighs> and um, I, so I, in a way, I kind of get it because it gives her ideas on what for uh. her to do. But then she'll watch it every day. And then she'll say something like, wow, I haven't played for about a week. And it's like, what? <laughs> I, you know, I'm not great at maths. However, maybe if you just didn't 
watch that <laughs> and then actually played it like that might might help the situation a little bit but uh yeah it's a uh, I I really wish we could just but I want them to do something so bad that I remove YouTube yeah. and say yeah. you know as punishment <laughs> and then like it just remove it from the telly and then hopefully that will work but uh yeah I get it um yeah okay um going back to the not well not to the kawasee thing but who who would be a real fun interview for you like if there was someone that you could get the chance to kind of sit and talk to oh, uh, who who would who would that be you think i was very curious as to, to who you'd pick well can they be dead yeah well, sure why not okay. yeah <laughs> um you know shock g Oh wow! Yeah, I just think he's pro- he probably was like the most hilarious person, and I think we'd have really fun just making each other laugh. That's so funny. Um, yeah. How long have you been a fan? I mean, forever. You know, I'm not like I'm not like a super fan. I probably know just the one yeah. song. You know, um, but <laughs> I start like okay, way back in the day, I followed him on MySpace. And, like, he would make these really weird blog posts about, like, teeth whitening, I remember one. And just, like, the way he talked, I was like, why are you doing this? But also, it was, like, so sincere, but so hilarious. And so I just, like, always thought he'd just be really fun to sit down and have dinner with. So I don't, I I can't think, he obviously, it's, like, 90s uh, was his music, wasn't it? Kind of that period. I can't even think of. Oh gosh! Like what? What the songs were? Anything? The what? Uh, yeah. Do you know what the one song that you might know was? Yeah. Is, so is well, he or? was digital underground, right? So that's like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Humpty Dance is your chance. Humpty Dance. Yes. Hum- <laughs> you do sing. There you go. <laughs> well, I told you I do, but I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's I. I gotta say, no, not who I would have picked. Who I w- would have thought you would have picked? That's so funny. <laughs> I know it's like kind of way out of left field of from what. I like play or whatever, but I think he'd be, he would have been a lot of fun. That's so funny. Do you have an affection for 90s like hip hop at all? Oh, totally. Or... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Hip hop, RB, of... all that stuff. Like it, oh, it was such a beautiful time for music, you know? It was just fun. It was. Yeah. Uh, what, oh, what kind of, who else out of interest were you kind of, kind of into? Um, oh, God. Well, was that song Rapper's Delight? So I still know the words to it. Don't make me say it. But I do. That used to be what (sighs) I would sing Joaquin to put him to bed because I couldn't think of any lullabies. (laughs) So I just (laughs) sing Rapper's Delight. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That is, come on. That is the best story in the world. How are you? (laughs) Could you really do the whole song? or like like No, there's like a verse. But now I can't think of it because I'm on the spot. But Oh, that's convenient. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) One day. (laughs) So has it? been a good year for music for you i think so i mean it's you know for all the hardships of the pandemic right it's actually brought a lot of creativity out in Mm. the open and i think given people the space to like explore some deeper you know subjects um so it's been kind of cool to hear the music that's been created during that time Sometimes it's like, okay, we know, like, the pandemic sucked. I know. I'm still feeling it, you know? But, like, that's, I think it's necessary, too. Like, sometimes we process the things we've gone through through other mediums like music. And so it is sort of, in a way, like, validating, like, oh, yeah, me too. Like, I'm not alone. Mm. So that's been cool, too. 
Yeah. And it's interesting. You're right. You're absolutely right. There's like this line in the sand now because it was like sort of pre-pandemic music and post. And it's kind of like everything you read about how the music is now recorded is almost completely different. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of them are doing stuff remotely and sort Mm -hmm. of sending like pieces to each other and they're piecing it together like that. And it's kind of interesting how, you know, there's, you know, you'll see gaps in quarantine and people jump in the studio you know be socially distanced and masks and they record it and they talk about that as as a weird experience you know for that process as well so it's kind of yeah it's totally impacted everything hasn't it yeah and I think there is too like an opening that has been created that allows maybe a little bit for some democratization of music and music making where that it's much more accessible to people who it may not have been otherwise because you don't need a studio to right. create music. You can just mm-hmm. do it from your bedroom. And I think a lot of people discovered that. Yeah, that's a great point. You're absolutely right. Yeah, so many people did that. Yeah, they found various uh, uh, spots around their home to provide the best acoustics, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Uh, that's something else you read a lot as well. Um, um, I heard someone set up a, like a microphone in their pantry uh like with the with the the shelves of the food and everything like that so yeah they said that was the best spot for them so that's funny mm, um but uh yeah i loved your um dos santos uh review uh it's a wonderful review uh oh, thank you from their album uh city of mirrors i have i haven't got that one yet i have their previous album uh mm-hmm. logos uh which is a brilliant brilliant uh album and um i'm a massive fan of that label as well international anthem uh but i i loved your your review um kind of about you know what your mother would tell you about kind of your everyone that you kind of interact with is is in essence a messenger uh, and that's such a, that's a wonderful lesson for her to sort of uh, impart to you, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Sometimes, though, it's like maybe you look for things that aren't there. <laughs> that right. Can be, you know, but no, I, you know, she used to say even like if you're going to 7-Eleven to get a like a pop or whatever, like, and someone says something to you, maybe there's something in there. Like just every experience is an opportunity to learn. Mm. That's amazing. She sounds very wise. She is. <laughs> Does she have I'm any very other? Lucky. Yes, that's excellent. Does she have any other wisdoms that she kind of imparted onto you? <laughs> oh gosh, um, a lot of it was around like work, and because she was way back in the day, she was a vice president of a company, which was like not unheard of for women, but not very common, you know. Mm. And so she she she's amazing and just you know she's always got something if you have a problem my mom is who you can go to and she's always like you know whatever's for your best good like anytime I'm like unhappy oh my salary I don't make enough she can talk you through how to negotiate that kind of stuff or like if you need to go buy a car you want to take her with you because she'll make sure you get the best deal and don't get gypped you know and Mm. she's just she's a wealth of knowledge and it's pretty cool to be able to have that that's awesome is she is she wish i hope i'm not getting this wrong is she she's denver based or she's from um uh, she's not from denver is she no she's from kansas which is that's not right. too yes. far oh, okay but yeah yeah oh that's all she sounds like an amazing lady she's very cool 
um uh sort of musically obviously apart from the Don, dos santos thing uh album were there any or some other ones that sort of really jumped out for you this year um so another one i really liked is by this guy uh called fabricante he's from ecuador and it's another pandemic album and he was really exploring you know we're, it's called teleamor so if like if you think of telecommuting it's like that idea but with love and how the pandemic but also i think beyond being so specific like how hardships impact relationships and what do you do when you can't touch the person you love and how those things really change your experience and i thought it was mm-hmm. really profound but also just like enjoyable to listen to it wasn't so heavy that you're like left feeling like oh my god so many emotions it was like mm-hmm. you could dance to it and you could right. cry to it and all these things and it was just really beautiful album oh that's excellent that sounds amazing um the, um you, you i mean obviously most years for you are sort of brimming with creativity you know in terms of obviously from from work to uk vibe reviews to radio um you did something uh that i was really really blown away by and it 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 was the first time I had heard you do anything kind of like it. And I kept thinking like how I, you know, I don't, hopefully I've not missed it or anything, but your, um, uh, this goes back to four corners episodes when we did the evolution, uh, episode and you, you, you know, brilliantly, uh, chose to kind of explore the evolution of Cumbia. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, you know, listening to that, um, I've listened to it a few times and it's kind of your, your 30 minutes in, in that kind of, exploration was just felt like this is sort of the perfect thing for you to have done in light of everything that your that the super sonido show kind of represents i mean have have you have i missed anything have you done anything no. like that one before because no, was so but, much fun to listen to yeah it was fun to do because i've been dying to like figure out how to talk about the evolution of cumbia and then there you handed it right to me so it was perfect <laughs> But it's hard. It was hard to distill it down into 30 minutes, but also it was pretty good because there's so many branches. Like, and if I'm trying to follow chronologically, like, it's hard to do. So having to narrow it down really helped be able to focus and actually do it because it's been on my mind for years. Really? That's amazing. Yeah. Um, was it was, and was that a lot of things that you already knew? Uh, or did you, you know, did you sit down and kind of do lots of research for it? No, I already knew all of it. <laughs> Amazing. That's yeah. so, that's incredible. But I so, mean, I've I mean, been doing this for a while and I've sure, just sort sure. of gathered it as time yeah. goes on. Yeah. Well, it was a really concise kind of like 30 minutes and just from everything that you said, I mean, the, uh, you know, obviously, I mean, from what you said, it originated from Colombia uh, before making it. This was the most interesting thing about you kind of charting all the places that it, uh, as a genre that it kind of traveled to and subsequently evolved from. So from Colombia to Mexico to Peru. And then you talk about the various elements that kind of infused at various parts. So you talk about the kind of the African rhythms at the beginning, and then you talk about that kind of beach rock aesthetic when it kind of mirrors what was happening uh, in the 60s in the States. And I thought that was really, really fascinating because you can hear both of those things mm-hmm. uh, in in the um uh in the music right yeah definitely and that um, i think that's what yeah. i love about cumbia is that it absorbs so much and it becomes so much but it still is 
the same. Yeah. Yeah. There was, um, it's funny because I, I, years ago I was sent, um, uh, Kumbia from a a Japanese band Mm -hmm. who are in Japan. And the notion that that could happen was mind blowing to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that. Uh, the, is that for you? Would that be the most obscure place that you could think that it, it that you could get contemporary cumbia from, or it, could you trumpet? Um, they have also uh, Bollywood cumbias. So wow, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh too, I God. like um, the the London style of cumbia, which also has a bit of punk rock to it. So it's right. taken on like. It's like home origin, but then also where it landed, it also grabbed the punk. And that's just, it's like fun. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you, do you know of any like Bollywood bands or do you, have you purchased anything? Are you a fan of it, or, of any of those artists at all? There is one. So it is, it's a group. I can't remember where they're from. I think Mexico, but they just teamed up with a guy from India for the song, so it's not like it was um, people living in India making the music. I can't remember mm. what what it's called, but um, yeah, I, and that's I think that's what is so cool about music in general. But yeah. specifically, cumbia is like you can go anywhere and find someone who wants to just do it with you, right? Like mm. you can it can be any what anything you want and as people move and that's like one argument for immigration is <laughs> <laughs> that it it brings so much creativity with it right like hmm. the the cumbia that exists in london exists because people from colombia moved there and then they wanted to make the music they were familiar with and they found people in london who were interested in that too and so so it goes hmm. There is a um, a uh, band. A again, this the notion that there is a there is jazz like in Pakistan blows my mind. <laughs> That's but cool. there is a I know it's crazy, isn't it? But there's a jazz band in Pakistan uh, in Lahore, uh, I think in Pakistan, um, who uh, they cover like hip hop records, um, and um, they'll do like like Nas records from like the mid 90s like 94 um um new york state of mind they they covered as lahore state of mind that's amazing and it's it's amazing isn't it and i I, like i i i I shouldn't say this part but i played it for a couple of friends and they hated it (laughs) they said this is awful and i said well yeah but like think about just on paper isn't this incredible that you've got like you know, I suppose when you're look, looking at an era of hip hop where it was just still rock coming to prominence and it's still trying to discover itself, and you've got this this guy in like I think it was '94 that that record came out, and now you've got a a jazz band in Pakistan who, who are covering this record. You know, like 25 years later, that's yeah. that's amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a testament to the staying power and and how influential. Like you can't even see the influence of something Mm. and then it's just like whoa what yeah Yeah, it's amazing that was a real fun uh, just the notion of uh, evolution was uh, you know it was it was a really fun episode because everyone did something completely different and someone did the evolution of a band 
mm. um, sort of charting their music since the 90s to, you know, their most recent record, which I think was last year, uh, 2020. Um, so it was sort of each song was a different, uh, you know, song from from their periods, you know, charting over 20 years of their releases. Someone did the evolution, or I assume I did the evolution <laughs> of a song um, and just sort of how it, that song had evolved over um, uh, X amount of years as well. And then you did like a whole genre, <laughs> which was a really concise retelling uh, of, of that. So that was, yeah, that was a really, really cool one. Well, you come um, up I'm, with a lot of cool ones, I got to say. Well, I got I, I think I have, I've, I have two for you know, to do now, I thought, I don't know if I've mentioned them to you, but I thought heroes and then the next one, villains. Oh. Might be interesting, but I'm, yeah, I don't know what anybody would do with those. Well, but, that's the fun. Is yeah, that's the fun. <laughs> <laughs> that is the fun. Um, so I think I'll have to put those out to everyone super soon. If you think they're a good idea, do you think? I like right? it. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I thought so. Okay, now to the part where the reason that I was late, um, uh, just a couple of minutes. It wasn't too. No, bad. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I think about fifteen minutes before, like I was supposed to to jump in uh, to this, I vividly remembered that we spoke about a year ago, and we talked about uh, the, the year before. And the year ahead. And I, I did a, a quiz for you. Um, I fired questions at you uh, for mm-hmm. not a quiz, but uh, about, you know, about last year and the year mm-hmm. going forward. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's so funny. And then let me find that episode and ask you the exact same question. Oh, man. Okay. Going forward. So um, and I'm also going to compare your answers as well. Okay, with what you said. I do not remember. <laughs> I'm well, a um, there's nervous. a couple I'm desperately, um, I think you might even give the same answer to the huh. first question. Uh, but uh, here we go. So describe 2021 in one word. Oh, shit. That is exactly what you said last year. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think I said, I thought you would say that last year. And this time I felt like I, you're really definitely going to say that. Well done, they're off to <laughs> It was a bit better than the year before though, right? Like it was like it ground to a halt, I guess, this yeah. time last year, and now we're a bit bit more <laughs> I'm trying to be positive. Yeah. Uh, we're trying sure. to yeah, we're a bit more out like, you know. No. So we're vaccinated, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> uh one question down. Um <laughs> What was the best thing about 2021? Hmm. Um, I don't know the best, but the funnest was um, I expanded my repertoire and started live DJing, which was something I never thought in a million years. Yeah. That's so cool. I know. And now it's like, okay, how can I do this more? So that was really unexpected turn, but very fun, and I can't wait to do it again. What what well, what was the the event? Was it Joaquin's birthday party? Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm sorry. Uh, what was the kind of the event that you 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 were you were yeah? What did you what did you DJ? Um. So actually, I was booked for two events, both at like back to back, which was like Amazing. never done this to like bam here's two gigs that was weird but um 
both friends. So the first was a friend of mine is in a really amazing band called Los Mocochetes. And they were releasing their album. And he said, oh, do you want to DJ it? And I was like, uh, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I never done this, right? He's like, it's fine. You'll be fine. That's so cool. What did you do? Do do you, what do you like? Did you use uh, vinyl or CDs or MP3s or how did you do it? Uh, so if I, I put out on Facebook, oh, I need to learn how to DJ in four days. Who can help me? <laughs> <laughs> and um, a, a friend of mine said, well, why don't you come over? I used to DJ. And he showed me his equipment. And it's like a mm, you plug it into your computer. It's a deck, I guess. Right. See, I don't even know what you call these things. Oh. <laughs> but it it has the um, pads, like if it was for a CD or vinyl, but it's all not i mean you can cut and scratch or whatever on them but it's all off your computer but it looks legit and you have the headphones on and you're like doing it and moving things and (laughs) pressing buttons so you look like you're actually doing something but that is cool (laughs) did you have like a a whole uh playlist did you pick every song that you were going to play in order and stick to that or did you just have a rough idea and go with what how people were reacting to certain songs. Oh, no, I was way too nervous. So I had everything. (laughs) I had practiced three or four times. So I knew exactly when to start it and when to stop. And I had all the notes on my phone, like, okay, 312, start this song. And then ended up five. Yeah. (laughs) Really meticulous. That's so cool. Yeah, I didn't want to screw up. And of course I did, but it's fine. I don't think anyone noticed, but. (laughs) (laughs) How does it differ from like a radio show like I suppose you you're at you're planning a radio show as meticulously you don't sort of wing it do you or do you um well no yeah I know I know the songs I'm gonna play Mm -hmm. I don't always know what I'm gonna say Mm -hmm. um so sometimes that takes a long time because I'm like oh no that was bad delete (laughs) you know (laughs) um but uh the difference is like I I do it sitting at home on the floor by myself in the mornings, you know? So having like people there and then not knowing if they're not up dancing, am I doing a bad job? Do they not like it? Like, um, but also to getting that immediate feedback where you can see people in the audience and maybe they're not dancing, but they're grooving and they're locking eyes with you and like thumbs up or whatever, you know? So the, the feedback is there, whereas it's really, it's sort of like I'm talking into the ether at home doing the show, you know? Right. That's so cool. Did anyone approach your, your decks and say, Hey, do you have Desposito or anything like that? <laughs> what? I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be one of those DJs with the sign. No request. <laughs> huh, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> That's a brilliant answer. Do you, did you enjoy it enough to want to do it again? Would you, would you kind of like to explore that more? Yeah, I would love to. And actually like when I sat down and my friend let me touch his gear, it felt like, like 500 doors were opening. Like, Amazing. I don't know. It was this, it just felt so right. Like, I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't think I'm going to become a party DJ and that's fine, but it's like, there's something there. So I'm going to follow it as far as I can. It's fun. I liked it. Brilliant. That's a great answer. Congratulations. Well done. Thank you. Um, did you miss out on anything specific last year? Anything um, that got canceled? Any big events? Well, 
So my uh, girlfriend of mine got married on New Year's Eve. This just like a few days ago. Right. Um, and I don't know. I was too freaked out to go, you right. know, and that sucked. I wish I could have been there. I'm sure they didn't miss my presence, but you know, like it just, I would have loved to. I'm sure they did. Well, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think she was thinking about me on her wedding day and that's good, but it would have been nice to have something to celebrate. You know, this week mm. particularly has been pretty terrible for Denver and Colorado. And that would have been a great thing to like enjoy and be with community and people I love and dance and just let loose. And so I'm, I'm really sad. I missed that. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you know, but it, yeah, it would have been nice. Mm. Did they, do you know if they, they had other people that were sort of, because you, you do hear about that, a lot of people that have, you know, invite lots of people to things at the moment, they're sort of saying, well, no, it's like, it's not the most, um, yeah, the best timing for things like that, is it sometimes? Yeah, I think I think a few people did say that, but they live streamed it on Facebook, which was oh, nice. Amazing. So we got to see it, even if we weren't there. That's such a great idea. Wow. Yeah. Um, da, 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 what goals have you set for 2022? Mm, I don't have like a specific goal, but I have, I just want to fill my life with, I'm saying for this year, I want to have more whimsy. Like I just want fun, weird, eccentric things to fill my fill my life and time with like I don't know what that means and I don't really care but I just like envision myself twirling through the year and that just is what I want to do that's a great answer um that differs from last year's answer oh what did I say last year you had two answers the first one was uh there was a certain washer dryer you were pining for oh yeah no that's done you got it? No. <laughs> oh, no. It's oh. fine. I've moved on. <laughs> wow. You sounded really emotionally invested last year. I was. Year. I was. And you said you went to the store to look at it. Uh, I visited it, yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, this is terrible. We need to get some more DJ gigs. And yeah, then right, right. we'll be able to buy three. Exactly. <laughs> um, what have you said for 2022? finish this sentence in 2022 i will definitely dot 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 fall in love wow i don't know if that means with a man but just like with life you know Wow, continuing yeah. on the whimsy thing. Yeah, exactly. Are you, are you not currently in love with life? Um, well, <laughs> I'm trying to be. I feel like, well, it's just been tough and it's hard yeah. getting back to life. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I've been struggling like now that things have been opened back up, like, I don't want to be doing what I'm doing. Like I love my job, but I would rather not have a job at all. <laughs> what, what would you like to fill the time with? Just, I mean, you know, more art and that's what I'm doing now, but I, you know, I'd like to like not have to go somewhere at a certain time. And that's sort of what being in quarantine and lockdown or whatever, like it made me, 
adjust my relationship to time and realize like, well, I don't, I want my time to belong to me. And that's nothing on my bosses or my job. It's just, of course, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, how, how are things going to achieving that? Right. Yeah. No, I have no idea. It's, that would be a difficult one. <laughs> I it? think the yeah. entire society would have to change, which is also, I'm fine with that. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how that happens. I'm not invested in the journey so much, just like this yeah. is what I want and however it comes, that's fine. Or at mm -hmm. least maybe less, like if I could work part time because I had other things that were making me money passively or I don't know, just that belong to me, then that would be fine too. Yeah. But you're like, you're, you've got to be stretched on time though. Yeah. Right. Like with everything that you, from work, which is obviously is a very demanding uh, role as it is, you've got uh, radio, you've got reviews, you've got DJing, you know, like, like that could, uh, I imagine it absolutely will blossom. Um, I mean, you're, you're stretched in a lot of, lot of ways already though. Yeah. Do you like that or <laughs> apart from the work part, like you've, you've already said, but do you kind of, like having all this stuff going on does it do you enjoy that kind of yeah I mean I think as yeah. long as it's things that I love it's fine I've always been sort of like over overextended uh even mm -hmm. since I was a kid um but I think that's partly how I like things you know it's hard for me to sit still even when I'm like sitting down watching a movie I'm on my computer like looking up music or whatever right. thing you know like I'm always doing something um, so yeah, I do like that. I, and, and even being working so much, like everything I do is something I love and, and fulfills my, what I see as my life's purpose, which is to create. So that's amazing. Yeah. Um, is there a, a sort of following on from, from that, those questions? I mean, is there like a creative avenue that you have yet to explore that you think you'd you'd quite like to if time was, you know, time and circumstances sort of allowed. So something I've started doing more, I guess, or like, yeah. Um, I've always loved to paint. I don't know <sighs> that I'm like great at it, but I like doing it. It makes me happy. So I keep doing it. And like every surface in my house is painted in some way or another. Um, Anytime I buy a new piece of furniture, it's usually from the thrift store. So I just slap a coat of paint on it, paint some flowers or whatever. <laughs> and yeah, that's my whole life. So um, I started like going to thrift stores and buying really cheap furniture and painting it and selling it. Um, oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, it's like two birds, one stone. Like I get to do something that makes me really happy and make a couple dollars on the side. And like, mm. it doesn't really take any time away from me because I want to be doing it anyway, you know? Um, and it's like just really fun. And then someone else gets to go enjoy it and that makes me happy. So I really want to, to explore that more, uh, and see like what could come of that. I don't know, but it's fun. Wow. Every time, yeah, you always keep like, yeah, you always you always have a have more up your sleeve. You know, it's always really interesting because I'll ask you something, thinking I I I'm up to date, and then it would be like, what? <laughs> do do you do you like like canvas painting or anything like that? Uh, I mean, I have, but I 
I discovered that it's like furniture that I really like because I'm not, right. like I said, I'm not a great painter. I don't, I can't like paint people or like I don't paint from my mind. I'm not that cre- kind of creative, but I'm really good with color and, mm. and like little designs or whatever. So it's fun. It's fun to like, what does this color look like together and what kind of little mm. flourishes can I add or whatever? It's, yeah. Um, that's well. That sounds amazing. I think for creative avenues, I, 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 I've secretly. Been, I think for quite a while, I keep waiting for the Super Sonido podcast, like you and uh, like a guest mm. or something. And because I know that you've got that sort of academic kind of side to mm-hmm. you, and you like researching and exploring, and you know, your uh, the radio show is about exploration. And I, I keep waiting for it to kind of, I, I guess, for the bell to kind of ring for you that that um that for it to sort of extend into conversation if you know what I mean I know you you do have obviously that's uh conversation I guess is a key part mm-hmm. of your show and that's one of the things that makes it as mm-hmm. well it's the thing that makes it you know the, like the best show in the world but like I don't know I keep waiting for you to kind of say I think this would be an interesting avenue but um I'm not sure if that's ever anything that you've considered I hadn't thought of it. I guess like I'm a little hesitant to do like interviews. I've done them before. And like Carol C was really like, I'll step out of retirement for this one, you know, but um, <laughs> because I, I don't know, I just don't feel like I think so good on my feet or whatever. Um, but I guess that would be pretty cool, like to make it more of like a conversational thing. Like you come bring your expertise to me and we talk about it yeah that well that's 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 exactly well if I may be so bold I mean that's exactly how I I I never look at it as an interview Mm -hmm. I always look at it as a conversation Hmm. um and I I think that's the the sort of the best way around it because otherwise you you, your mindset is to just pepper questions yeah and I hate that I feel like that's yeah exactly yeah yeah so um yeah I guess if it was ever anything that you kind of uh, felt would be an appropriate sort of avenue for you is because it just seems like the natural extension for, for I guess the ideas that the, the, the seeds that are planted in the show there you mm. go and that's the best way of saying it it just seems like um, the kind of thing that where it could potentially head um, but based around topics as opposed to people yeah oh that's cool well I'll definitely think about that I think for me the next step that I would like to take Super Sonido is um, live shows that I've had this dream for a while of like bringing in uh, some of the people that I play. Like I've built pretty solid relationships with a few artists. And if I could get like the grant money or some benevolent benefactor, right, um, to fund like bringing them out here and then having a really small intimate uh, I picture in my backyard, but that's probably not safe. But, you know, (laughs) so like a park somewhere or something. just like 20, 30 people sitting around this musician kind of like an MTV unplugged, but you know, not quite like that where it becomes a conversation between the artist and the audience. And not only do they get to hear their music, but they get to know the, the creator. You must know, you must know Denver based artists where you could put that together though. Couldn't you? Oh yeah, no, definitely. But I mean like a lot of the, the Denver people, they they have a ton of shows. I guess it would be different because it'd be more what I envision more of a conversation. Um, so that that is a thought, actually, a much cheaper thought. 
<laughs> the backyard is is hey you've you've slashed costs already <laughs> i that that could totally work I, I that that could totally work i think you could do an amazing job with that i think you could do that yeah i, I there might be more there that's ready to go than you may realize i don't know mm. Mm. thank you for saying that that's helpful <laughs> no really <laughs> um okay uh what was the last one yeah, so in 2022 i will definitely so now it's in 2022 i will definitely not dot 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 i've been thinking about this a lot i will not let other people dictate what i need to be doing i've been feeling like with this pandemic like i probably have a little bit more uh sensitivity it seems than other people around me and that's fine but like not letting them determine what i should be doing based on what they're doing you know yeah yeah that's cool that's a good answer um i think last year you said i will not work too much <laughs> oh that didn't happen <laughs> no, <it> didn't. <laughs> <laughs> nice thought though um and the final question that i asked uh last year was who would you like to see live in 2022 because i think we were a lot of our conversation was about you know cancelled gigs and things like that and you know you yeah it was it was different a little a, quite a lot uh in denver mm -hmm. at the time so um yeah who would you like to see live in 2022 uh this group called combo chimbita they're from colombia and i just i love them they put like rock and roll with like ancestral and uh spiritual thoughts and ideas with like traditional sounds and drumming and it's just it's so beautiful and I feel like their concerts are probably like a total spiritual experience that I would love to have oh amazing well I, I did they are they are they they're are they Denver based? Are they Denver headed? Do you know? Oh, not that I know of. They've been here before, but I right. missed it. Um, but yeah, hopefully soon. That would be nice. Mm. Oh, I hope you will have the opportunity. Um, um, I have taken up loads of your time, and I'm very, very sorry. But I've, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I, I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed hanging out with you as I always do. It's always uh, fun. That's very kind of you to say. Um, I, I don't think I've mentioned it, but I'm hoping you've, you're a veteran of these episodes to have remembered. But do you have My a closing song? song? Yes. yes, the song. I Thank do. goodness. Wonderful. <laughs> um, so the song is called uh, Que Bailen. It's by El Remolón, who put out an album this year um, called Asimétrico. So he got with a singer. El Remolón's like a DJ producer. So he's, I don't think he sings on his music but he uh teamed up with a singer called Bulnada and the song is like almost like a, a hymn I think is the word I want um it's very like slow moving and uh like you can feel it really deeply and I'm I picked it because I, I said earlier that it's been a really tough week um mm. in my community uh Several people were murdered um, oh, for no reason, just a white supremacist asshole. Um, and they were really like pillars of the community. And so I didn't know them, but a lot of people I love loved them. 
and you can feel their their absence, even though I didn't know them. Um, and then like right after, or maybe it was the day before New Year's, like a whole city burned down. <laughs> like uh, it's awful. And so many people lost their homes and their animals and their stuff. And it's just like, it, it was a really shitty way to end the year, right? Um, mm -hmm. And that song to me is like, que bailen, that, that you dance, like with the people that we lost or the things that we lost, like, but I hope you can still find that, the joy and the, the I guess, like release, right? So that's why I picked it. Yeah. 